Hey, it's springtime, and that means pollen and allergies for many of us. That's why we have our Air Doctor air purifier running right now. The indoor air that we breathe can be up to 100 times more polluted than outdoor air. Indoor air pollutants can cause sneezing, congestion, scratchy throat, and even more serious health problems like lung and heart disease. That's why we rely on our Air Doctor, the air purifier that filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants so your lungs don't have to. This includes allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code CALM and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Our podcast listeners also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock in this special offer by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com and use promo code CALM. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everyone. This is Kirk Martin, founder of Celebrate Calm. And I know you're listening to this because you have a strong-willed child who probably just doesn't do what you want him to do. Life would be so much easier if he just would. And a lot of these kids are just different. They're odd at times. They don't react. To, they don't respond to consequences, right? And so it, it, it's tough. And so I want to do a short podcast to share with you five things I just told uh, one of my best friends. His name is Bob. Bob is a nuclear engineer. His job is to design reactor cores. Um, uh, but as you may guess, part of the moral of this story is that Bob has become a big nuclear reactor himself with his son. He's got three kids. Um, uh, the oldest son, who is the more challenging one, is 10. And um, I just had dinner the other night with Bob because I wanted to share five specific things with him. And these are tough things. You know, it's tough to sit across from another parent and say, listen, here's the deal. Here, here, here's what's got to happen in your home. And I struggle with that. It's hard, like face to face, because the guy's going to be like, screw you. And so I wanted to do a podcast because it's easier for me to say this to you, whether you're Bob or Brenda, it doesn't matter if you're a man, woman, mom, or dad. These are things that I just need to tell you because they're true. And I want to free you from the constant power struggles with your kids. So this is what I told my friend Bob. I'm just going to say it to you. Number one, I want to release you from your own anxiety. Because sometimes, I know your kids are difficult, but it makes you feel like you're not being a good mom or dad. And it makes you afraid for your child's future because you're thinking, if he can't follow simple directions, do one simple thing, how is he going to be successful in life, right? And, and that's going to cause you to react all the time. And I want you to know, these kids are different. And, and it's different from when we grew up. And it doesn't, I don't mean that that's right or wrong. It's just true. It's just the way it is. 
and your old approach of handling things the way that your dad did it. So what I did too. It just doesn't work. And so I want to release you from that, that you don't have to do it that way. Now we're going to get to this. You don't let your kids get away with things. I'm not talking about that. But you're just going to have to do it differently. And you're going to have to just accept that. It's, it, that it, it's going to feel awkward at times. And your kids aren't always going to do exactly what you say when you say it. They're just not. They're not. They're not. They're not. They're not. They're not. They're not. Your strong-willed kids are not going to do things the way you want them done. And that doesn't always make them defiant or rebellious. That's just how you perceive it. And because I'm not sitting across from you, I can just tell you that you're going to have to let go of that. And I do want to release you. The first thing is I just want to release you from thinking, oh, am I doing something wrong? Why is he so difficult? Why won't he just listen to me? What's going to happen? So release yourself from that. Otherwise, you will become Bob the nuclear reactor as well. Number two, you're justified in feeling frustrated. You are justified in feeling angry toward this child. You are justified in reaming this child, in lecturing this child, in taking away everything that he owns. You're justified in doing that. But it doesn't work and it's not helpful. It won't work. You've already done this for the last six months or six years or 16 years, it doesn't work. So you're going to have to try a different way. So here's how things work in the home. Sometimes it works like this, and the genders can be different, but I was talking to Bob. So here's Bob's situation. When mom's home with the kids, they kind of have a little flow going, right, in the afternoon. Yeah, it can be difficult sometimes. Mom's a little frazzled, but they have a little flow coming going on. But as soon as Bob walks into the home, tension walks in, with him because this older child knows, uh-oh, is dad going to bark at me? Is he going to give a consequence? Am I going to get in trouble with dad because he's never really happy with me? Mom tenses up because now she feels the urge to kind of go in between the two and somehow kind of manage the whole situation. But in doing so, then she gets accused of being too soft and too weak, right? And then she gets accused of undermining her husband's authority. So there's all this tension that just walks right into the home and it changes the whole dynamic. And I get it for the Bobs and the Brandons of the world. At the end of the day, you're tired, you're frustrated, you're anxious. You just want want to walk into an orderly home because you were just at work all day long where things are tough and you're stressed and traffic was bad and you have to pay the bills and it's hard and you just walk in and all you want is a little bit of peace and quiet just for your kids to say, hey, Dad, what can we do for you? Be in a good mood. Everybody in a good mood. And it just doesn't work. That's not real life. And if I'm being honest with you, it's just your immaturity because I'm immature like that too, right? When I did that in my home, that was my own immaturity. I was expecting and wanting everybody else to behave, everybody else to hold things together. The truth was... I needed them to hold it together because I couldn't hold myself together. I needed my son to behave because if he didn't behave, then guess what? I couldn't behave. And that's your issue because you are the grown adult. So stop putting it on the child who I know is difficult, but you're an adult. 
and you're the leader in the home, and I believe you can do this. So third thing, here's what happens. You walk in, you start barking orders, right? It doesn't work. I know your dad did that. My dad did that. It doesn't work. And you're going to walk in and do that, and you're going to immediately get resistance. And if you remember this phrase, it says, you've got to connect before you get compliance. You just do, and I will guarantee you at your office, if your boss just walks into the room and office and starts barking out orders to you, you'll do it because you need the paycheck, but you don't like it. And inside, you're pushing back and kind of cursing at him inside your brain because he doesn't care about you. All he cares about is you're a cog in the machine, and you need to just, he doesn't ever notice anything good that you do. He or she just comes in and lets you know what you have to do right now. And it's usually, and watch, at work in the office, it's usually because people didn't plan. It's at the last minute. And now you have to drop everything that you've been working on to do something else for your boss. And guess what inside? You don't like that. And guess what? Your kids don't like it either. So you have to connect with them before you get the compliance. Some guys, like Bob, will say, hey, look at me. Hey, son, look at me. Look at me when I'm talking to you. I would just tell you, that will always provoke a child. And if you want my simple solution to that, it's this. Stop doing that. Because if you do that, you're going to get a negative reaction. And I'm not taking up for the child. I'm just letting you know. It doesn't work, so you have to stop doing it. Here's what else we all do as parents. You lecture. You just go on and on. Hey, I need to tell you about this. And you just lecture and lecture and lecture, and then you wonder why your kids don't listen to you anymore. Listen, I'm not, this, this is not, there's no blame or guilt in this. I'm, my talk with Bob is the same talk that I had to have with myself before I changed. I talked to myself like this. You got to stop. You can't lecture. Kirk, stop lecturing. Every time you lecture, the last 342 times you've lectured, you've gotten pushback from your son. Maybe I should stop doing that and take a different tact. Because at the office, when things don't go right, when my strategies aren't working, after 342 times, I eventually say, hey, maybe we should look at doing this a different way. But for some reason, as parents, we're like, no, I'm just, I'm just going to push through. I'm going to, you know, until I, I'm going to get this inside his head. When he finally gets along with it, it's not going to work. So, and the other thing that's going to happen besides ruining your marriage is it's going to ruin your relationship with this child that you love. You stopped liking him a while ago, but you, but you love this child, and you're going to ruin your relationship with this child. And I guarantee you, and look, I'm being a little bit bold with this, I guarantee you will entirely screw up this child's teenage years because he's going to be an angry kid who feels like his father or his mother is never happy with him, has never been accepted because he's not like the parents, and he's a continual disappointment and a failure. And you know what kids like this say inside? Go screw yourself. Because guess what? What are you going to do? Take away my stuff? Guess what? I already lost everything I own when I was seven years old. So you know what? Take your consequences and take all your other expectations that I can never live up to and just shove them. That was kind of harsh, wasn't it? But I'm, you know what? I'm going to roll with this, and I'm going to keep this. I know that sounds harsh, and you might be angry at me, but if you look inside, you know that it's true. And look, there's no blame, and there's no guilt. I'm not 
harping on you. For some reason, I'm recording this for you because you needed to hear this and you needed someone to come alongside and say, hey, cut it out because it's not working. And, and, and I do this out of compassion because one day you're going to be really horrified and saddened when you don't have this relationship. And I'm saying it like this because I did that to my own son. And my relationship with my son now is one of the most precious things and important things I have in my whole life. And I value and I cherish it. And I almost screwed it up and ruined it all. I did all this stuff. And so I'm saying it firmly because I want you to stop because it doesn't work. Number four, you can give consequences and you can be tough with your child. And I want you to. I don't like letting kids get away with things because we're raising an entitled generation. But the truth is that usually when you do it, your tone is like this. Hey, hey, listen, this, you know, if you don't stop that, right? And you get that tone and you know what happens? It escalates every single time. And if I'm being honest with you, you're the one who escalates it. I know, but you know, he won't do what I say. And sometimes he's got a disrespectful tone. Big deal. You're 40. He's seven or nine or 14. Be the grown up, right? You don't allow that stuff to happen at the office. Well, he's, you sit, right? Can you hear that? Sometimes as adults, we sound like little kids on the playground. Well, he was disrespectful first. So that means I'm justified in yelling and using a tone with him. No, you're not. You're the grown adult. And it's time that we as adults let our kids to a calm place instead of escalating all the time, because that's what happens. So we've got a podcast, and you're going to have to look it up, and it's, on, um, it's a raking leaves example that I did with my son, where I held him accountable, I was tough with him, but I didn't escalate the situation, and you're going to have to learn to do that. And the fifth thing that I told Bob, my nuclear engineer friend, who's brilliant, right? And this is the hard part. He's a brilliant guy who's responsible for these nuclear reactors and safety and all these things, and he can do it all at work. And then when he comes home, he has no idea what to do with this strong-willed child. We've all been in that situation. And there's a certain amount of shame that we get because we're like, oh, what am I doing wrong? And that's why the first thing was to release you from your anxiety and from feeling like you're you're a bad parent because you have a strong-willed child. You're not. So... Fifth thing is this, stop getting annoyed. I know he annoys you. Your child annoys you, right? And you're constant on him. Hey, at the dinner table, stop, stop fidgeting. Stop fidgeting. Sit down, sit down. And everything about this child just annoys you. You're going to have to let it go. I know, but Kirk, he's not. You have to let it go. Let it go. It's not that important. You can't project out what a 10-year-old or a 14 or a 17 where a three-year-old is doing at that moment and say, that's what he's going to be doing when he's 23 and 30. You can't project out. And you're just going to have to let it go, and you're going to have to work on yourself so you're not annoyed all the time. The fact that you're annoyed is not your child's issue, even though they're really annoying. I get it. That's your issue. So you're going to have to let it go. You're going to have to affirm your child when he does things well. You're going to have to create successes listen to the other podcasts because I go through a lot of tools, but I'm going to end it like this because it's been kind of a tough one. If you need help with that, email us, do the podcast. Most of all, uh, we've got coming up, we've got a parent boot camp 
And I want people at the parent boot camp because I'm going to go through this stuff exactly how to do it. And I can get into specifics for your family, your specific child. And you can tell me exactly about your child. And I will come up with very creative and specific ways to reach inside your child's heart and motivate him. Because your kids aren't motivated by what motivates you. And we have to find what motivates them. And I'm really, really good at that. And I will teach you how to do this stuff. But look on our website at CelebrateCalm.com forward slash camps. Because we stopped doing the kids' camps. Everybody wants to send their kids to us. And that's fine. I'm great with kids. You know, have a great weekend. It's going to cost you over a thousand bucks to do our regular camps. But guess what happens? They go back home, and then the parents go through the same thing again and again and again, and their confidence gets destroyed. So I'm not doing that with kids anymore. It's expensive, and long term, what's more effective is I want to work with you. So get there. We've got it in Paris. We've got it in, uh, outside of D.C., and I've got it in Dallas. And I don't care what it takes, just get there. And if you need help financially, ask us for it. We'll help you, but just be there because I guarantee you it will change your family's life, and it will change your child more than anything else you do when you stop doing this stuff and you start building that relationship and enjoying your child again. So thank you. I know this was tough. I know it was tough, and the people pleaser in me wants to apologize, but I'm not because this was really good, and you needed to hear this. And I hope that, like me, like it did for me, this leads to lasting change. Thank you. Thank you for loving your kids. Thank you for listening.